Welcome back to season four of the Salt and Shadows podcast. Trace the salt, embrace the shadow. This season, we will be focusing on the topic of discerning your spirit. We're bringing back our original format and we'll be discussing topics that have come up in our own observations, like how to know who to trust, when not to trust, how to tell the difference, and how to ensure you are protected and supported. We hope you will find guidance, food for thought, and relatable laughter in our episodes as we gather to begin another safe passage into discovering the unique creature you are. Hello there, we are back for episode four of season four, and today we are going to be discussing a topic we've been pretty passionate about, and it is spiritual discernment. It's actually something we've been like sitting on for a while and just really ruminating in because it's a very deep value for both of us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. It has been ruminating for quite a while. Yeah. And then I know I've been diving into my own type of like ethical research in the online coaching industry, as I've mentioned a couple times. And yeah, I'm really excited for this conversation today. We did, yeah. as always, want to be a little more prepared, but we're just flying off the cuff. But we've had so many conversations about this. I think it'll be fun to just dive in and talk about what spiritual discernment is for us. Uh, what to expect in this new like little series that we want to bring with us and kind of just go from there yeah oh my gosh I am already feeling so fiery about this but you know what (laughs) I do know what I have to bring the icebreaker question left turn okay (laughs) I have one and it's it's pretty like it's in our wheelhouse. Like, it's it's not a big thing. Okay. It's just kind of basic, but okay, cool. still fun. Still cool. fun to think about. Cool, cool, cool. What is your favorite type of crystal, either in general or to work with? Oh, I like this. That's a good one. You like this? I do. Cool. I like this. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you like leaned over <laughs> with my hands together, just a serious look. I like yeah, this. this. I approve of this. This has my approval. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> Rather than the random fucking anything. She actually shit. like had prayer hands and bowed to me. I like this. Over this question. Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay now answer it. Quartz is something that has Clear. all I'll get there. Okay. <laughs> Quartz. Sorry. It's okay. Quartz has always been something that's really been present for me in my journey through crystals now I don't know a ton about crystals what I do know about them is that they're very intuitive what I've heard is that like you can't really go wrong whatever you're naturally drawn towards you gravitate towards and there you are you end up with something or you pick it out um the very so my top two I would say rose quartz when it comes to quartz clear quartz smoky quartz Tangerine quartz are all quartzes that also resonate with me, but I have a specific stone that I got at the House of Intuition in LA in 2014 that has just been a really special stone, and that is a rose quartz pebble. And then I think of amethyst as a quartz because it has, you know, it has like some. It is, yeah. It's a type of quartz. It's it's in the same 
like wheelhouse. Yeah, like the family. Of yeah, courts. exactly. It's you can tell looking at it. Yeah, yeah, exactly the way it forms and yes. everything. It's just been very um, kind of warped with how people like create like quartz and create mm. citrine and things like that now too. So oh. it's not always easy easy to tell. But okay, yeah. cool. Well, yeah, so quartz and amethyst, I'd say, are my two main ones. Amethyst especially, I have that big, huge chunk of amethyst that I've worked with for many years. I Mm -hmm. picked it up in Guatemala many years ago, and I bartered for it, and it's felt like such a really big, magical piece for me, and I, and, and, like, it was kind of heavy. I used to put it on my heart or clients' hearts, especially when working through just challenging times. I've that was like probably my most potent crystal and I left it at a ceremony that I went to oh, wow. last month, the grief ceremony. Um I haven't reached out to ask if it's still floating around, but I also and I might, but I also have to trust that you know, nothing is ever actually mine and we're continuing to pass things along and that I that it goes it was on a beautiful ancestor altar that like over these 50 different women all helped to make. So yeah. it, I have no doubt that it went to where it needed to go next if yeah. it has passed along. But it's always a little bittersweet. Yeah, for sure. How I, about, uh, yeah, how about you? Oh, gosh. Can I have, like, a top five? <laughs> I guess. Like, yeah, if there's, like, I, specific things you, you know, rotate I just, through or however it works. I just have several favorites. And I have used many of them. Crystals have just been something that I've been drawn to my entire life, ever since I was a child. Um, But I didn't start working with them until a few years ago. Okay. Um, I have worked with... I have worked with clear quartz. It does bring focus, I feel, Mm -hmm. with my meditations. Um, I've worked with spirit amethyst. That's actually one of my favorite stones. And... That was really cool. It was, it was just a very. It almost felt like a, a Sagittarius vibe, like, like, in what way? Like fiery, fiery, feisty, creative, and like let's zero in on what you want mm. in this, like in Ooh. this meditation, in like this, a pointed like, arrow type yeah. vibe. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. exactly. Um, I haven't worked with Moldavite a lot because honestly, I hold it, and the energy is just too much for me to be in contact with. Fascinating. It's really interesting. It's like my hand almost kind of feels like numb, mm. you know, in a way. And even though like I gravitate towards it and it's so powerful, I usually have to have it like in a dish or something on my altar. Um, I have tried to hold it during meditation but it just, it really does feel overwhelming and hard for me to connect to because it's, it feels strong yeah. and I'm not really sure how to approach it yet. So when I feel that way, I just kind of like, well, maybe the timing isn't right. Maybe I'm not in that space yet, or maybe it's just not ready to work with me either. Yeah. Um, and then I, I usually always gravitate towards black tourmaline. Oh, yeah. Just like a big, chonky piece of black tourmaline. Chonky. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> it feels very grounding to me. But yeah, I just wanted to ask about that. That's beautiful. I love that as an opening question, especially because, yeah, like I said, I don't 
it, that's just like a very light thing that I do. Like I, it's yeah. it's lightly a part of my practice, but I don't I don't have a practice of necessarily sitting with stones and forming a relationship with them of being right. like, what does this feel like? Right. I just have the ones that I'm drawn towards and that I hold. Yeah, and that I feel like that support, but I'm not like. I guess it still feels like almost a little bit neutral slash I could go deeper personally with my work with crystals. Yeah. Like, Carnelian would be my other top if the, I'm doing a top three. Ooh, yeah. Which ooh. is wild because literally I've been gifted so much Carnelian. Yeah. I just have so much Carnelian. Yeah. And I, I, had to I don't have as much as you, but I've also been gifted Carnelian. Like I feel like it's something that people really relate to our energy or something yeah. like that like maybe just that fire kind courage of, yeah yeah taking up space leadership yeah exactly wow. new new space wow that's big yeah and leadership is a perfect segue for what we are discussing today today our topic is spiritual discernment spiritual discernment yep as we had said at the beginning very excited yep. topic for excited for this topic today yes do what, is, what? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you, what does it mean? Yes. Courtney. I was just going to ask you if you had a definition. I Diana. do, actually. But I was going to ask you first. Well, I'm Googling it right now, oh, okay. to be honest. So why don't you share yours? I'll share it. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> um, so just very basically... Discernment in and of itself is the ability to make critical choices for yourself. Um, and also when I was specifically looking up information and meaning behind spiritual discernment, um, I came across ledbysource.com and we can put that in the show notes as well. Cool. Um, but, um, they said that spiritual discernment allows us to pinpoint what is ego-based or heart-based which teachings highlight deeper truths and which are disjointed. Mm. And I thought that that was a little bit better of like getting into the details of what specifically spiritual discernment means. Ooh, can you read it once more for us? Yeah. So spiritual discernment allows us to pinpoint what is ego-based or heart-based. Which teachings highlight deeper truths and which are disjointed? I love that. I especially love heart-based. Right. Because discernment is one of my words for the year. Mm -hmm. And that is essentially kind of what it comes back to, is being able to discern what is, yeah, heart-based and true. Right. For me and in my life and according to my values and the way that I operate in the world. And that is a lens that I believe is powerful and important for all of us to understand. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I think it's vital because mm. with my personal experience with religion, I know that in so many ways, specifically I'll speak to Christianity, um, they, they say not to trust your heart not to follow your heart that your heart is actually treacherous that it's actually sinful and it will it will mislead you yeah Mm -hmm. exactly um and yet i find that every 
spiritual experience that I've had that has ever felt authentic or resonated in any way that felt that it was from spirit always connected to my heart Mm. always connected to a place of like deep roots into how our feelings and how our emotions affect everything that we do and they're such a huge part of this living experience you can't just cut out parts of this experience and keep a balance that's healthy you need to be able to honor all parts of yourself especially your heart because we're really recognizing how much it matters that we're experiencing things that feel supportive and nourishing for us and not our like trying to become something or deny something about ourselves we need to be seen as whole yeah and by telling ourselves that a part of us is treacherous like already that plants a seed of distrust in ourselves right so I do feel that it needs to be something that if you are really going to connect with this life in a spiritual way you do need to find that being heart-centered and heart-based is an important thing to right well and religion has it so close because it's like on one level it's like i don't want to trust myself because i am deceptive i i do lie i get jealous you know and then and then they go to a higher faith outside of themselves which studies have shown humans need something bigger than themselves to believe in for a deeper purpose for life and to feel connection and belonging and but the deeper issue there is but why do you feel that way like these are real human feelings we're talking about integrating the whole and understanding yourself on a level to know why you feel that way so that you maybe don't feel that way anymore and we're recognizing that we have the power to build those bridges for ourselves right but we're also recognizing that the only way out is through not by avoiding or by placing those concerns in the hands of another or the hands of someone bigger than us but actually processing them within ourselves and coming to terms with them and honoring them and that's why it's a both and right and we are absolutely not saying that we don't like uh I mean, there are a lot of reasons why we don't like religion, actually. <laughs> so I can't make that <laughs> statement. But I'm just saying, like, we're not completely against religion right. or, or shaming anybody that that is of a religion or no. anything like that. Yeah. You know, everybody belongs and has their place. And that's exactly why we have this podcast and our work in the world is because we want to start seeing more connection between all of these spaces. Right. Right. An ability to hold your own space while others hold theirs yes yes and to still have honor and respect for each other so talk to me a little bit about like where discernment started coming from in your life like what were some red flags or things that you can think of experiences that you're like oh that you know, maybe you didn't have the tools at the time in your early 20s or something where, you know, you start, it's that sensation of like, something's not right here, but like, maybe you still follow it or like, you know, those little inklings. Well, I mean, I had those inklings as a teenager in my parents' religion. Um, 
being a Jehovah's Witness and um, just recognizing how I really, in, in so many ways, on so many levels, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, there were so many blocks because my advancement, my, my higher understanding was blocked by you don't need to understand, you just need to believe. Mm-hmm. There were so many things that could not be answered. And from that perspective, it is it is a very like more exaggerated perspective than most people are going to go through. But those should be some huge red flags right there. Just the ability really not to question, not to have a question without it being criticized or yeah. um, you being put in a place of like, wait, like you're just supposed to have all encompassing faith in something and no questions. Right. Um, and my family literally said they had no questions about anything. All of their questions were answered. Um, and you're and- like, great, that's what I want too. Can you help me get there? And they're like, no, just believe. Really? Can I ask you some questions then? <laughs> right, yeah. Can you answer mine? <laughs> can you can you just answer one question? <laughs> but no, you yeah. weren't allowed to ask questions. No, questions were not. They um, were answered. Their questions were answered because they chose to believe. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Um, they chose to believe, <coughs> but also um, they also didn't know. And that's another sign of <laughs> something to be aware of is if you believe something, how do you not know what you believe? How do you not have the answers for what you believe? How did you come to that belief if you don't even know what you believe? Like those are things that really stand out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, because to me, if you don't know what you believe, then it's not actually yours. It was probably just handed down to you or given to you or something that seemed like a great idea or, or like you resonated with it. But I don't really call it a belief unless you actually have had some type of initiation towards acceptance of what that is and what it means. Mm. Hey, Courtney here, and I just wanted to take a quick moment to interrupt this episode to let you know that although we are located in LaConnor, Washington, we now have an online community on Patreon, which means that you can join us no matter where you may be located in the world or where you may travel to. We're really excited about these offerings, and they will be taking over as the centerpiece of our studio along with our in-person new moon ceremonies, as we will no longer be doing private sessions, even though you can work with Diana and my myself in private offerings. Patreon has so many cool perks across three different tiers, including being added to our close friends list on Instagram, where you can get exclusive behind the scenes peeks into our personal lives, monthly classes, wheel of the year celebrations, and even a book club. For more information, you can check out patreon.com slash salt shadows coven. There's no and in there, but don't worry. The link is right here in the show notes on your phone. Check it out. And while you're there, click the link to also get our full moon newsletter. It's absolutely free and it also offers lots of tips and tricks into rituals and personal practices and just all the updates and shares for what's going on with us there. Thank you so much for your continuous support. Now back to the episode. That sounded really intelligent, didn't it? (laughs) Yeah, bitch, because you are. Oh, my God. Sometimes I just say things and I'm like, wait, 
That sounded really great. That was. That was fabulous. Um, but yeah, as I got older um, and started trying different things within religion, um, just things that didn't seem to resonate were things that didn't seem to feel like they were like helping me in my life. I didn't feel like I was developing gifts or tools or skills or anything like that. Um, like, I think something we were speaking about specifically, and I'll just talk about it from my own experience. Um, something was, uh, speaking in, in tongues, speaking Mm. in different languages. And, um, one of the churches that I attended, um, did that. And I don't not believe in those types of things. I think they're completely fine if that's something that you are interested in and does like light up a spark in you. But for me, it did not feel tangible and it didn't feel like something I could actually bring into my life in a way that helped me feel connected mm. to spirit in, a, in like some type of like it felt rooted within me. You know what I mean? Like I needed to like actually feel like things could feel connected. Um, And so things like that were were red flags for me as well. Mm. Um, And then just getting into like teachings and churches and things like that. Like there's like different layers. Like we would kind of have to peel back different subjects to remember all the different red flags. But yeah, a big part is just being able to question and also being able to be present Without there being a problem, like being able to ask things or be curious about things or not um, participate in things Mm. if you're not ready to without getting like the stink eye or, you know, questioned or something like that, but just being able to observe. Right. I think those are all important things to be able to do in those experiences where you're you're learning something and you are um I think it's it's safe and should be possible to actually like kind of test things out and feel things out as well before you commit to something absolutely which is yeah exactly like you're saying creating a safe space we should I wrote I made a note but we should do an episode on what exactly that is on another time okay but I completely agree with you. Definitely like having options if yes. you want in or out and to feel things out is very important. And I love what you're saying about being able to question. And I immediately want to jump into some Teal Swan stuff, but that's yeah. <laughs> what we'll be talking about next. Because she refuses to be questioned. Like, she turns it into an argument or Mm -hmm. she turns around on the person. And anyway, yes, we will be getting into that more. We're going to share that at the end of the episode, what we're getting into next with that kind of stuff. But there's a little foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah, we have some specific examples to bring into the subject. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be... Like, we totally nerd out on this stuff because, I mean, this is kind of what we're passionate about. This is what we're creating. Yeah. I have, like, a lot of past experience with trauma and church abuse. And we both have this, like, overwhelming desire to want to create a spiritual community experience that feels safe for so many different types of people to actually be able to come in and witness each other and 
evolve together and share ideas. And this is something that's very close to our heart. Yes, absolutely. I'm just completing a thought here real quick, making a note. Yeah, because you're coming from like this religious place and that experience. And I think for me, a big part of wanting to build community has come from what I have kind of fumbled and learned on my own, especially in the online space, which was largely Mm. introduced to me when I was a Beachbody coach. And I witnessed some really horrific things that did not align and were not authentic and didn't make sense to me. And of course, now learning more about my trauma and my responses to those things Mm. and the way that I just kind of freeze and witness things, it's like a uh, a blessing and a curse. (laughs) Like, um, and the awareness around it all. And so that's like kind of where this is really coming from for me are those little pieces of things that I started building within myself of like, this doesn't feel right. And that's definitely wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But not necessarily having the language or the courage within myself to stand up, like to to confront, you know, learning how to face confrontation. But and I just love that we have had those experiences in our life that have, like, brought out the need for reflection and questioning as to why those things matter. Right. Why does it matter to show up in a way that is authentic? Why does it matter that you are practicing what you preach, so so to say, you know? Like, right. why do those things matter? Um And I think so much of it comes down to what do we value? Right. Yeah, I just made like this big list of like this umbrella that discernment falls under and definitely includes values. But I think it turns into, yeah, inquiry of the world around you, self-inquiry, you had said reflection, critical thinking skills Mm -hmm. that also ties into ethics. Yes, and yes. which I don't hardly know anything about. I always think of like Cheaty on the good place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we're just getting our toes wet. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just interesting having to build those pieces, like I said, within myself, though, to realize like how like what is discernment and how to think for yourself. And I think where it's led me in my life is learning how to see something maybe that I don't fully agree with, but like see what parts have value and be able to see also like why somebody has such a huge following when they also may be like a very like inauthentic person, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's just fascinating. And so that's part of why I'm going to segue into this, but that's why we're getting into wanting to deep dive into a few topics, specific Mm -hmm. people, two that we have in in mind are Teal Swan Mm -hmm. and Tyler Henry. Mm -hmm. And I was almost even thinking from the more online fitness world, because that's my background, and wellness world, I guess. Um, Possibly Brittany Dawn has like a lot of stuff going on, and I've followed her for uh, her story for a long time. 
it's kind of fun, like turning into a little journalist in this way and like an opportunity to do some research. And we're inviting you, our listeners, to do this with us, too, because Teal Swan, for example, on Hulu has a four little mini docu-series about herself We can also, in this episode, possibly link to another podcast that I had, like, learned about her. You can go and see some of her stuff and start to figure out for, like, you know, start building these skills for yourself. And we can do it together and start talking through some of this stuff. And I just think it's a really fun way to to build these tools in real time and real life together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And if you enjoy these episodes as we start getting into them, uh, we want to invite you to let us know if you want us to continue. And if these people that we're mentioning, we're for sure doing Teal. Mm -hmm. Let us know if continuing the series is something you're interested in. If you know of these people, uh, if you have specific questions about them, even Teal, you can reach out with that. We have the link to the form in the show notes here. Um... Yeah. Was there anything else that we wanted to mention? I don't think specifically. There's just, I know that a lot about this topic does kind of branch off of um, spiritual bypassing, which is something that we also are very passionate about and um, believe that it's happening a lot and it's time to begin phasing that out and bringing in the right tools and processes for us to actually be able to connect to ourselves in a whole way without needing to cancel out other parts of our life and our reality yeah do we want to go into have we done an episode on spiritual bypassing already i don't think we have have we not is it just something we talk about all the time do we probably do we want to talk a bit more about what that is right now we can Okay. What is your definition of it? Do you have one off the top of your head? Spiritual bypassing off the top of my head. It To me, it just feels like an eager energy to avoid discomfort and vulnerability and to just try to keep things light. Um, But at the same time, we need depth. We need to actually be able to dive into the hard things, to be able to evolve and expand as human beings, and to understand ourselves, because that's another thing that we love to bring everything back to, is that knowing yourself as much as possible is the only way to have a true foundation for knowing your values, for being able to have this critical thinking. Um, And so by not bypassing things and just leaning into only focusing on the good, we are actually giving ourselves the ability to alchemize the hard things as they come and we can approach life a lot more clearly. Yeah, that's a really beautiful definition. I think it was more than a definition, but yeah. Just like an explaining. Yeah. Yeah. I find it interesting the way that I bypass other things in my life. Like, it's really a tendency of mine to bypass, like, ironically as fuck, (laughs) to bypass wanting to face my emotions and my pain. 
Um, like it's just like that's my mechanism and my tendency and I've learned how to notice it and show up you know yeah but uh, when it comes back to spiritual bypassing I really enjoy Juliet Diaz's definition and I pulled it up here in her book The Altar Within which we are reading in the coven right now yes, on please. our online community check it out if you're interested heck yeah <clears throat> excuse me so she says Spiritual bypassing is a tendency to use spiritual ideas and practices to sidestep or avoid facing unresolved emotional issues, psychological wounds, and unfinished developmental tasks. According to the man who developed the term, John Wellwood, a Buddhist teacher and psychotherapist who first shared the concept in the early 1980s. So yeah, it's really, it's, it's, exactly another reason why we started this podcast is Mm -hmm. that toxic positivity and like just love and light and not learning how to face hard shit have hard conversations face confrontation de-escalate big situations um understand why things make you uncomfortable and i mean we understand this work isn't literally for everyone but the people who it is make such big ripple effects in the world yeah and the people who are interested are listening so thank you for being here yeah (laughs) definitely all right so your homework for this episode is to watch that teal swan docuseries or do your own little bit of research about her. If you already know who she is or you do some research, come back to this where you listened to this episode, go into the form that we have in the show notes and drop your question and we will see it. And yeah, it's on Hulu and it's called The Deep End. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you for mentioning yeah. that. Yeah, and it's four episodes, 45 minutes each, just about. Yeah. It's... Yeah, I'm yeah. really excited. I can't even say it enough. I'm so excited to get into this. Mm-hmm. All right, take care for now. Bye, guys. We want to take a hot second to give a shout out to all of our patrons. Patrons, Woo-hoo! I can never fucking say that word. <laughs> that have joined us thus far in our online coven community. We have our two OGs, Lauren and Lisa, who have been with us long enough now that they are have received an organic black tote bag and this giant exclusive coven sticker i what it looks hot i'm (laughs) really stoked for this merch honestly it's so i'm impressed i'm impressed yeah we don't even have them you guys we don't even have them so you guys are prestige okay and then joining us this year we have lee jenny Kendra and Stephanie and then our newest member Robin hey thanks for listening to this episode it means so much to us we wanted to let you know about our feedback form in the show notes where you can leave us suggestions for topics you want to hear or anything really that you'd like us to know because we are here for you if you ever want a chance to have your review read visit apple spotify or podbean and leave us a review there if you love sharing you can tag us on instagram or facebook or you can go deeper into the conversation about this podcast with us on patreon you can sign up for our full moon newsletter on the salt and shadows website or also find that in the show notes you will get specific information on the energy of the full moon so you can live your best magical life thanks again for listening we are so grateful for you until next time